3: In goes Stewart! They've only gone and done it!
0: And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in.
3: There's Lindergaard making his back pedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it! He probably has won it for Yeovil! Oh, and it's an opening goal! Stansfield, good turn away from
1: Tron. Go! Hello and welcome to the first uh, Glovers cast of 2023. We are back. We've no idea if you missed us, but we're back anyway. Um, I'm here. I'm Ben. Dave's here. That's Dave. Hi. And Ian's here. That's Ian. Hello. Um, it's been it's been a week since we last did all this. Do you reckon anyone has missed us, lads? Uh, I, I've not had people like text me going, "When are the
4: podcast coming back?" Have they all forgotten about us? I think so. I think they think we only do one a week now, which um, might well be true because it's going to be <laughs> bugger all to speak about on <laughs> Sunday for Monday, is there? So, I, I yeah.
3: think uh, I think people are still figuring out what day it is. Yeah. Possibly.
1: Maybe that's where we can come in because if we start podcasting again they'll know that it's a Friday and it's a Monday because mm. we've arrived <laughs> in their ears <laughs> yeah
4: I, I am a little bit like that aren't you I'm still not 100% sure what day it is I think because it was a slightly shortened um, week this week I'm still not 100% sure
1: Boxing Day being on a weekend and New Year's being on a weekend just throws everything out of the
4: pan inconvenient to say the least isn't it yeah
1: because there are normal days where they're shouldn't be normal days and bank holidays where there should be normal days it's weird it's all over it's all over the shop bin days bin days guesswork
3: i was gonna say that i'm sorry to harp on about bin day but (laughs) (laughs) i feel like we did this last week uh you know when it it was today today's thursday but normally it's i I know it just moves on a day really doesn't it but for some people it might not crazy um,
4: when will this insanity stop? Who has to die before this insanity stops? That's what I ask. Jesus. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. Well answered.
3: So come Easter, we'll be uh, thrown off again with more bank holidays. Mm. Exactly.
1: Since since we last spoke, the Oval Tower have decided to do something decidedly different. We decided to win a game of football. Oh yeah. I forgot we played a game of football. And I thought maybe we should mention it because we haven't done it in a while. We haven't done a lot of the losing either, mm-hmm. if truth be told. But we, we kept a clean sheet. We scored more than one goal, which I thought was novel at the time. <laughs> and yes, played relatively nice football for at least 45 minutes of it. Ian, you were there. Dave, did you, uh, Dave, did you watch? I did. I watched. So did I. I also watched. Um, what did we? Hang on. Uh, my timelines. See, this is what happens when timelines are over the place. I haven't even asked you if you had a nice Christmas yet, and I'm talking about Boxing Day. No, you're not.
4: No, you're not. We you're spoke about New in
1: between, didn't we? We're talking I have about no idea. Year's Day. Oh, hang on. Then. Did Did you have a nice New Year's? <laughs> <We didn't. laughs> yes. Folks, thank you. If, if anybody
4: you? if anybody has seen the uh the calendar that resides in Ben's brain, please can you uh, no idea. No, <laughs>
3: idea.
1: no idea.
3: No idea. We were talking about not knowing what day it is, and uh yeah, Ben's, I'm, I'm, Ben's I'm still gotta got celebrate New Year's. Like <laughs> uh, I'm a full week
1: out. Um okay then so New Year's pleasant time had by all. New Year's Day, football happened, and then Ben Richards Everton decides to play up front. Yeah. Do you think he decided it? I think he demanded it, <laughs> yeah. and Cooper was like, "I'm messing with you. You're about nine foot tall.
4: Yeah, stick the big man up front." That, I don't know why but yeah.
1: Let's 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 discuss that hour between team news turning up and seeing Richard Everton in amongst the defenders on the list, thinking, "Okay, that's a that's a wing back. That's a three five. That's a five three. That's a someone's there. Someone's there. Someone's there." And then. When did you realise, Ian, that something wasn't quite right? Uh,
3: When Sheridan came back from speaking to Mark Cooper and he said, have you guessed the formation yet? Mm -hmm. Um, And he said, it's not what you think. Um, So I, an idea, I said to Sheridan, maybe Ben Richards-Everson's up front because he moved him up front against Woking, didn't he? If you remember for that last however Ten minutes or so, when we were chasing a goal or trying to get something out of it, he did move him up front. I think more so because he. <laughs> no, I'm not going to say. it. Apparently, we're, we're we're a bit harsh to him sometimes, um, just to get him out of the way of the defense, really, <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah. So we thought it was a box. We thought it was the box midfield with um Morgan Williams at wing back. And then Andrew Staunton, Worthington, and JMD, um, and Linton up front. But yeah, so yeah, that was kind of the flag that something might be afoot here when um, Mark Cooper had sort of hinted to Sheridan that all was not as it seems. Um, so we just sh- scribbled up the the team news and uh, the talky. The guy who was covering talky for BBC Devon. Sort of <laughs> similarly to us, it was like got no idea how they'll line up until they come out on the pitch, really, because it's just trying to find a combination that you know fits. Um, so yeah, then when he came out, and we we kind of looked at the warm up and saw he was not within the back three. Um, but he was also not kicking it at a goal either. So <laughs> it was like he was kind of. What was he doing? <laughs> yeah, he was kind
4: of. He was kind <laughs> wandering of wandering around on his. Yeah, own.
3: he was kind of just flirting around, almost hanging out with the defenders because you know he was used to hanging out with the defenders. I think.
4: Right.
3: Wow. Um, but there was uh, he was absolutely not involved in kicking the ball at Will Blues. Right, and
2: and
4: and um, when he, he did start up front. Uh, would it be would it be fair to say that maybe he struggled to cope or, or um, struggled to get used to his new surroundings? Uh, certainly, he, he he did look a little bit lost in those opening exchanges. Would it be? Is that, am I being harsh? Yeah, I, I,
3: he looked like a defender who was being asked to play up front, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I think in that forty-five minutes, I obviously you can fault him for certain things, but he won pretty much all the headers, which you would expect. He did have a couple of nice touches where he brought people into it. I think everyone will just remember that moment when he's through on goal and slips over. But a lot of people were slipping over (laughs) on on the pitch on the day. Um, So I think, you know, I think it's harsh to judge him on that one moment, like, because, you know, if anything... It was good positional play to be in the right place at the right time where you want your striker to be running through on goal. It's just the wrong, the wrong individual there at the time. Um, but I think for a first-half performance, asking him to do that, that job, he did okay. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I didn't expect... I, he probably did more than I expected him
2: to do. Mm. What did you I, think his
4: performance, Ben?
1: I thought it was absolutely horrendous. <laughs> I thought <laughs> it, looked he like, was... it
4: looked like a lot like a centre half playing up front. That's what I thought. It,
1: yeah, I thought he was clumsy. I thought he was. Uh, it wasn't just a slip; it's the fact that when he then got up and chased after, he just shoved the guy over and gave a foul away unnecessarily when we had the possession. Yeah,
3: but don't you think you don't? <laughs> don't you think you'd do that if you if you just slipped over running through a goal? The frustration, sorry, of that moment. I think I'd probably be like, oh, for. So he can go and shove someone over, um, because yeah. he's done that in front of a full terrace, in front of you know four thousand people who've all found it. there was it...
4: four thousand people in that terrace. Uh, there wasn't four
3: thousand people. in <laughs> well, the that. whole group um, who've oh, all found it quite entertaining. I I think I tweet because
1: I didn't. I thought our first half was quite frankly abject.
3: Well, um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not defending our first half, but I'm saying I didn't expect Ben Richards Everton. <laughs> No, and
1: i i don't i i don't think i'm i I don't want to single out Ben Richards Everton for a poor striker's performance. He's a centre back, but and I tweeted at halftime, if Chris Hargreaves had done that, exactly the same situation, Chris Hargreaves would play Ben Richards Everton up front, and we put that forty five minutes in, we'd be sat here right now tearing him an absolute new one, and I just think it was such just uh, just ridiculous tactics just completely against everything we've gone for. We knew after the game Alex Fisher had been ill, but I think it leaves such big questions over our other options. Was Lewis Britton not an option to play up front in that situation? If you wanted a bigger man to win headers and, and cause havoc and be a wrecking ball, there were other options there. And um, yeah, for me, I think it was, it was a bonkers... It was a bonkers tactical switch that he had to correct himself at halftime and I just saw it as 45 wasted minutes in an absolutely vital match,
3: that thankfully we got through the right side of. I think oh, I think like you, like you said it, in hindsight, we found out that Alex Fisher was not well, mm. and after the match, it looked like he was about to throw up on the pitch at one point when he was when he was walking. Uh,
4: I got a report way. that he maybe did throw up on
3: the. pitch. Okay, yeah, he looked. I saw him <laughs> like it, it looked like he was retching, like it was, yeah, not good. So he was obviously struggling. Um, but I think, yeah, when you mentioned Lewis Britton, we've talked about Jake Scrimshaw, there's obviously questions about what we've got up top to, to come in, in these in these moments. But yeah, I'm not yeah, I, d- I think the first half was was not good. Mm. But I think you can probably when you look at the personnel that was attacking. That was a fairly new combination. I'm sure Malachi Linton hasn't trained up top with uh, Ben richards Everton for too long. And with Jordan McGuide, there was a couple of situations where almost like he's found, he's found Ben richards Everton's found himself on the edge of the box. And it's almost like he was waiting he's not making that run that an attacker would do. He's almost like he's waiting for an attacker to show up to come in and step in and take over but um yeah first half was not good i i mean and when you look at the personnel we had on the pitch for the boxing day game and we had to make changes i think that looked like a fairly well balanced um, more balanced team on paper um i suppose we've not mentioned we've not mentioned charlie wakefield in when we've listed all those attacking players who could have played that role obviously didn't do a good job on boxing day and wasn't even in the squad. And the manager was, you know, the manager made the point before the match that he was just not in the squad. It wasn't a illness or injury or it was purely a selection thing.
4: Mm. And like you say, with Lewis Britton as well, we obviously heard the manager talk very positively about him when he came in. So it doesn't seem like he's a player that he doesn't, well, certainly didn't rate. He rated him at one point, didn't he? Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it does seem that there's a few strange ones going on, isn't there, as to why things are what they are.
1: I think it's worth noting as well that those players didn't even get on the bench mm. as opposed to a very poorly Alex Fisher. Mm. <laughs> yeah. nor, nor, normally you'd say that, especially you can have this one off. I'll stick Britain on the bench. I'll stick Waitford on
3: the bench. Yeah. yeah. He texted him. <laughs> He phoned him the morning of the game to say, I can do half an hour.
4: Yeah. <laughs> like, and I'll, I'll probably be sick on the pitch.
3: Yeah. You know, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'll pick you.
4: <laughs> I'll pick you if you puke.
1: Yeah. Very just odd. And I think, I think there probably is things going on behind the scenes we don't know an awful lot of. But um changes made, yeah. changes made at halftime. I feel for Max Hunt been yeah. hoiked off because he couldn't take Ben Richards Everton off. He had to put him back at centre back because otherwise he'd feel bad for asking him to do a job that isn't his and then going, no, actually forget that.
3: Yeah, uh, and I I don't know, I think there probably is an element of that. I think I think it's definitely the case that he didn't want it to be seen as mm-hmm. you've had a crap half. I'm gonna take you off. It was more of a let's put you in your right position for forty five minutes and yeah. You know, show people <laughs> you can still you, you're all right. It worked though. Um, well. It did, yeah, it did. And and I think Lawson Diaf coming on for Jamie Andrews. That I mean, Jamie Andrews did nothing wrong. Um, you know, with the news today that he's going back, perhaps there was a bit of an eye on that and getting Lawson Diaf some minutes. I think Lawson Diaf didn't really get on the ball much, did he? I don't think he massively influenced didn't obviously influence the game in my opinion i don't know what you guys thought on the stream
4: can't say i really noticed him Lawson yeah. usually you see him on the ball like you say spraying passes around but um yeah certainly didn't notice him but i noticed jamie andrews a lot more in the first half than i noticed uh, Lawson lost in the second half and i know sometimes people say well oh it's uh, yeah you don't when when he's not there that you notice him but um uh, yeah, I'm not sure whether that's the case on this occasion. But, yeah, I, I don't remember thinking, oh, wow, thank God he's on.
3: I wonder if perhaps the other substitute who came on was the one who grabbed the attention.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah, possibly.
3: Andrew, the right winger.
4: Yeah. And uh, and he really did grab the attention, didn't he? I, I, was, I was somewhat surprised that he wasn't the um, sponsor's man of the match, to be honest with you. Was I wrong to be surprised?
3: Uh, I don't know. It's hard to say. It's it's that's a difficult one because like he has only he has played a half and while he's changed the game, Matt Worthington's scored a goal, played in a yeah. position that he's not particularly familiar with for the whole time, and you know and done really well. Um, I wouldn't begrudge Matt Worthington picking up man of the match. I don't think on in in that situation, but I can see why people would think that because. He changed the game, like within the first few seconds, he picks up the ball, runs at the defence, and then it was sort of a corner after corner after corner, um, with us really bombarding them until Torquay kind of got a bit comfortable.
4: I, I mean, I thought, yeah, if a man of the match is supposed to be the one who, who does uh, change the game, then he was undoubtedly that that player wasn't he that uh that came on and made the complete difference
1: he's just so direct isn't
4: he yeah just gets the ball
1: and just runs towards the goal you're shooting at it's such a simple idea but it (laughs) works and i like that when it works and we touched on it kind of when we signed him he's got a little touch of the noise about him in that respect Mm. it's not the same player not the same role but it's that feeling of get ball run at goal and suddenly you're 30 yards farther further forward than you were. And from there you can try and make things happen. And it and it just it just worked. And I hope I hope the plan is to keep him for a little bit longer, because I think there's someone we can really use throughout the second half of the season.
4: Yeah. yeah he's I appeared think- in a photo today, isn't he? Appeared in a photo at training. So that would suggest that if we announce that Jamie Andrews has gone back, then maybe he's uh he's still around.
3: Yeah, I think you'd be. I think just based on that half alone, you'd struggle to justify why you'd feel the need to let him go back because we haven't got anyone else capable of doing what he does. I think the the Neufil comparison. I think when you see his end product compared to Neufil, that's where his game needs improving. There was a few moments in there where. There was passes on. If he made a different, you know, made a different pass to a player, then we might have got that goal a little bit earlier or like shooting when there was a pass on. Um, but he certainly got it right for the opener. I think just the way he drove and that, that when he moved over to the left hand side, that, you know, he made that switch and he came on the left. So he was Andrew, the left winger. He really, who was on that right side of their defense, he really, harassed them and they just wanted nothing to do with him and they sort of gets that ball across and um, Worthy really had to throw himself at it didn't he <laughs> to to get it in but
1: he did, his very, machine. he did his very best to shin it over <laughs> <laughs> he got there yeah he is He is an absolute machine like, like you alluded to there right wing back maybe not his favoured position but if it's just a case of getting up and down the dude will run for days
3: yeah and it's also like a position that I don't know. He, he's so committed to getting there that I I don't know. I know Jamie Record on that left hand side is often in that position, and he was in mm-hmm. the first half. Like, could have had a, a, a good chance through, could have had a goal through a good ball from JMD. But I think that you know that desire to be in that position in the 80th minute. I'm not sure. Charlie Wakefield would have been there had he been playing right wing back. I'm not sure Morgan Williams would have been in that position. Chory Johnson might have been, but I don't know if Chory Johnson can, if we can get, you know, a solid 90 minutes out of Chory Johnson. Doesn't seem to be. Well, he was an unused sub,
1: wasn't he? Chory Johnson. Mm. So, you know, favoured Worthington over him. I've just checked the date on the Oliver Borey loan. Yeah. Ends on the 7th. Okay. Which, considering we haven't got a game until the 14th, if he wasn't part of the longer plans, he'd have gone by now. So to see him in pictures done. today
2: yeah.
1: suggests that there is a longer-term plan there, but that's just putting two and two together and making 100. And it's worth noting that Peterborough have changed their manager. They've gone back to Darren Ferguson again. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <Is> <laughs> really? Yeah, that's the fourth time, isn't it? I think he's been yeah. their manager.
1: So there might be something there. I don't know if Darren Ferguson will want to assess his loans or whatever it may be, but yeah. Just
3: something to keep an eye on over the coming days. We'll find out, I suppose. Yeah, but I think, um, yeah, I think, yeah, that was sort of the game changer, that, you know, bringing Oliver Borey in. But then that second goal, I can't think of uh, many classier finishes than that. I have I have a question about something that's bothering me about the goal. Uh, okay. Ian, you were
1: there. Yeah, I was. Down the right-hand side, Alex Fisher has the ball. Yeah, lays a delightful little ball across. Absolutely beautiful. It bypasses something bright orange on the pitch. Yeah, there is an orange splodge.
3: <laughs> what yeah. is the splodge? Has um, a balloon top was their goalkeeper wearing orange? I don't know. I think it was a bit of either like, you know, sometimes that they have like bits around their socks to hold their shin pads up or something. It was a bit of clothing that had come off the goalkeeper or something, I think. Oh,
4: it's quite a big splodge. Yeah. Goalkeeper had disrobed, did he? Yeah, it's, it's goalkeeper's G string.
3: Wow. Right. Okay. <laughs> the goalkeeper's G string.
4: Right. That's the title. Um, yep.
3: Always big G- pants. Always <laughs> cranny <Or his> <laughs> pants. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think <laughs> I thought you were going to ask something, you know. You know, I I think there was an offside in that moment, or why okay. doesn't he take it first time? But nope, there was an orange splodge that yeah. really bothered you. Yeah, no,
4: yeah, it did. I couldn't figure
3: out. it out.
1: Couldn't okay. figure it out. It was like someone left a bib there, and I thought you'd you at some point you'd remove it because it was there for the majority of the second half. Yeah, yeah. and it was yeah. getting on my nerves. Okay,
3: um,
1: good finish <laughs> though, wasn't it?
3: Tweeted, yeah, a phenomenal finish. Phenomenal. It was good. On very that, good. On that pitch in that moment. Oh, it's in a that fight. situation. I think it was a, a phenomenal finish. I think it was really it was it was great. Dave, phenomenal.
4: I, I wouldn't disagree with, with with phenomenal. Um considering the I, I thought the 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 ball in from was it Fisher that yeah. put the ball in? Yeah, was very good as well. Um so, yeah, so uh, he 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 got. Yeah. I thought that was very good, and that, but I did think the finish was uh, was was phenomenal. Somebody likened it to the one that Reese Murphy scored on an equally terrible pitch at Torquay on New Year's Day, um, whenever that was, two or three seasons ago, um, which was a very good finish as well. So yeah,
3: but, it was nice to see a number ten with their arms up in front of the Thatchers no, yeah. and giving it the big one. He's yeah. a player. He is a player and he didn't do a lot in the second half. No. I think the way we played in the second half, which was pretty much give it to Andrew and let him run with it <laughs> compared to the first half when he saw quite a lot of the ball, made a lot of passes. Um, yeah. I think to have that sort of patience to play that, that way in the second half and then still be, you know, able to make that run. I think did Scott Wicken's tweet that. In did you find mind, it? <laughs> The 90 plus fourth minute and he's made his fastest sprint of the game or something wasn't it mm-hmm. or I'm longest okay. longest yeah. sprint I, I,
1: to... I loved it I absolutely loved it um, for and does name, that
3: still not constitute does that not make it a phenomenal
1: that's just a big word yeah. and I'm, not, I'm not just talking about syllables <laughs> it's, it's a delightful goal deft cool calm composed you got to, like, if you're on FIFA, you got to, like, press one of the little tabs on the button and the triangle to make that happen. That ain't easy. <laughs> um, for his 94th minute to, uh, goal, JMD, and by the way, we're going to refer to him now as JMD for the rest of his time. I
4: was he's like a UFC fighter or
1: something. I'm a, I'm a big fan. JMD stays sprinted over 60 metres.
4: How long's the pitch?
2: That's More some effort, that? isn't
1: it? Mm-hmm. In that run, he clocked his highest speed of the entire game. He'd already run over 10k with nearly 10% covered at over 5 meters per second, which is 18 kilometers an hour. Great to see players have the capacity to physically peak so late in the game.
3: It's a bit of a great to see how good I am at making <laughs> players fit.
1: <laughs> Do you think he uh, screenshots those tweets and put it on his performance management review to show yeah, it to babe. the boss? And look at that. Look,
3: look what I did. Yeah, maybe.
1: It's, it maybe. is good, though. I, I don't think I could sprint for six metres. And <laughs> over six...
4: Not after playing that marathon.
1: No. He'd already ran more than 10k. I'm throwing it out there. I couldn't do a 10k in 90 minutes. <laughs> no. Gitto. Effort, JMD. Effort. And yeah. finish it off with a little Peter Dinklage over the keeper. A little peter do, you know peter, do you
3: know who peter dinklage
1: is ben yeah. uh, he's the game of thrones dude yeah <laughs> and he is little as well yeah. <laughs> yeah
4: yeah so there you go a little a peter little, dinklage over the not,
3: not phenomenal but a little peter dinklage <laughs> <over the keeper>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice dear. uh yeah so it was nice to start the year with a yeah wrap it up now a clear yeah finish the year
4: yeah yeah and, the, the the only problem is we've got <laughs> we've got to wait two weeks now before we can do, <laughs> we can follow it on in any way. Although there yeah. was a suggestion of a game being played, a, a friendly game, or was that was that just um, pure wild speculation on our WhatsApp? I don't know.
3: I don't know. I think it was wild speculation. Oh, right. Okay. Right. I, All right. I I you'd would like to think we are not going to have two weeks off and just be yeah. All <laughs> right, lads. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It was some warm weather training on the at West Bay, and we'll uh, see you in a couple of weeks. before we go I up to Bromley? I think it's
1: probably yeah. I would be surprised if we didn't do something at least semi-organized because the rest of the National League is continuing. It's not like everyone's got the week off.
3: No, no.
1: Like the rest of the, we cannot make we cannot go into Bromley and then barn it pretty quickly afterwards. Cold. So I imagine there'll be something. It may even be a chance for if there is a new player or two or a trialist or a few things to kind of bed themselves in. So there might I'd be surprised if there wasn't something. I imagine it'll be quite secretive, behind closed doors, maybe, rather than come along and watch us play and you know, yeah, whatever it may be. So do you
3: think do you think we've still got those two trialists that we're waiting for international clearance on? Oh, from Ireland. <laughs> No, weren't they from Belgium or France or something? Oh yes. Yeah. Hopefully that'll get done soon and be able to welcome them.
1: They keep calling Chris Hargreaves to see if it's done yet, and he yeah. just keeps <laughs> he just keeps ignoring their calls.
4: Puts on a Belgian accent and talks to him. yeah. <laughs> You're right. Ay, well, <laughs> Is that I'm, a Belgian you call it from aren't you? That was a Belgian accent, yeah. That was Oi in Belgium. Did you not notice? Good. Yeah. Um. Am I looking forward? I can't. We can't watch it. Well, you have to be there unless we go.
1: Yeah. Are you you going?
4: Maybe. I've got a ticket, haven't
1: I? Oh, you have got a ticket. You will be there. You'll be counted, if nothing else.
4: Yeah. (laughs) I might. uh, I might do. I've been having a look at the train tickets, so. Yeah. could be a bit. It could be a bit silly, but at least it's not twelve thirty. The last one was twelve thirty, wasn't it?
3: Oh, yeah, three.
1: of course.
4: It's a, it's a three o'clocker, this one. Oh, I think, yeah, so. the World,
3: the world yep. Cup.
4: Yeah. So I... um.
1: Why don't you hang around and do Barnet as well?
4: Is that the Tuesday? Yeah. Do it want to one, one go. What are do you doing? <laughs> hang around. <laughs> hang around in London for three days. <laughs> Just work from a hotel, wouldn't you be great? Yeah. Yeah. Get work to pay for, from a hotel, shall I? Ex- claim it on expenses.
3: There you go. Yeah. <laughs> 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 laughing. Dave's looking up hotels now. Um, <laughs> yeah. There was some other news, which we've not talked about. What's that? Before New Year's Day. What was that? On uh, New Year's Eve. You know, we had our conversation about Jacques Talbot, didn't we? Uh, oh, we oui, oui. <laughs> wee. Fre- maybe he's the Belgian. Maybe. Uh, Jacques Talbot and his uh, exclusive. Or his, can, um... can, sorry,
4: can I, can I just stop this for a bit of breaking news? Oh, yeah. happened? We have been followed on Twitter, and this is no word of a lie, by someone who I think might be Belgian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 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 not joking. Someone called Louis de Falant. I don't believe this is a real person, by the way. Um uh but he, I don't know, it could be. He's uh he, he's showing the the loves of his life as standard, which I guess is standard aged. Marseille and Yeovil Town. Oh. Louis de Falant. There we go. That's the, that's the guy. So maybe that is our mystery Belgium. Maybe we have unmasked him. Although, ironically, there is a picture of him on his thing with an emoji over his face. So, or maybe that is his face. I don't know. But <laughs> anyway, sorry to uh, to interrupt your flow there, but I just thought I needed to add that whilst we still had Belgians on our mind.
3: That's right. What we said, Jack Talbo. Ah, Jacques Talbo. Hey. Um, said there was going to be an announcement about takeover. Um, there wasn't, but we did get uh, an update from the chairman. Um, It's almost like he's not allowed to say his own name anymore or anything like that. Um, The the club, he and the club had entered into a period of exclusivity with a preferred party about taking the majority shareholding of the football club, Mm -hmm. which is exciting. I mean, Mark Cooper said it was exciting.
4: Mm.
3: Sounds exciting. He
4: asked Sheridan if she thought it was exciting, didn't he?
3: Well, yeah. I took it as a. I think it's exciting. Do you agree? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe. Well, if he, if, he, if he knows a bit about it, then maybe, you know. Maybe he maybe knows he, his transfer and, budget. Yeah. Maybe he's excited and we should all be excited too. Okay. Um, maybe we're going to rival Al Nasser. <laughs> what, you reckon? Maybe. I don't know him.
4: Hey, <laughs> good old Nasser. Mr. Nasser's um, little boy.
3: So, what are our thoughts? We kind of did the breaking, sort of. It came out as we started recording, or we found it as we started recording on the previous episode, and we were like, "Oh, we don't know anything about this, this," and we kind of still don't know anything about it, particularly. um But what are what are our initial thoughts, knowing now that there is? A bidder, there is an exclusive bidder. There were several potential investors, but we're now into a exclusivity.
4: I I listened back to our last Thursday's pod um yesterday and I heard myself say um that if there was a bidder and if they had the right intentions for the club and if they had money to invest, then that's wonderful and welcomed them with open arms. Um, and Ben said, this isn't a pre-recorded tweet, uh, clip from a previous time when we've spoken about exactly the same thing. But I don't think my opinion has changed in any shape or form. Right? We don't know anything about these people, who they are, what their intentions are, what their um, where, wherewithal financial um, abilities are. We don't know any of these things, do we? All we know is that they're, they're somebody that the club thinks we should be exclusively arranged with so
3: and do you think do you think we should be allowed to know more do you think we do you think you know supporters should be given a bit more information
4: I, I do but then I would do wouldn't I because we run a, we're on a a news website and podcast <laughs> so it gives us something to talk about but um but yeah i I can kind of understand the logic behind maybe they don't want to say too much too soon maybe the club don't want to jinx it um you know, there's nothing that says they have to um say it but it kind of feels like you can get people on side early doors the the one the one person the one group that has taken over, not that many people have taken over the football club in my time, that I I genuinely thought, oh yeah, they seem like decent people, was the Kuhigs, um, Mm. who obviously turned out to be all right for Wicked Wanderers. Um, And they did it that way, didn't they? They came out, said, this is who we are. They went out and obviously spoke to a few supporters and so forth. Um, And they were professional, but public and transparent and all the rest of it. And that seemed like a good way to go about it. It's just my opinion, but uh, if, if whoever the preferred party is out there were well, listening to this, I could do a lot worse than follow that kind of example.
1: I think we also deserve to know a little bit more about how it affects the day to day running of the football club, which still has to exist. So, for example, it is January and I know the transfer window doesn't apply to us significantly, but other clubs will move and naturally more deals will become available. Does the fact that there is an exclusivity period affect in any way, shape or form Mark Cooper's budget? Does he have to, you know, have we had to send Jamie Andrews back because no one's putting any money in? Because one party has stopped putting money in the other one isn't yet to start. We We should know that. We should know how that affects things like... council agreements we should know those things with the with the land sale as to where that looks at the moment with a negotiation ongoing and what that looks like in the future if a negotiation should be successful and obviously person and club separate those are the areas i think we deserve to know more about but we don't and i think that's an issue that should be addressed by whoever needs to address it really but i think nobody has to tell us anything about the progression of the football club until it happens. I agree with Dave. If there are people that want to be professional and come and talk to supporters and say, we are the custodians trying to take over your football club. Here's plan A, B, C and D. Here's evidence A, B, C and D. Here's what we've got. Great. And I think that'll get a lot of people on board and allow people to ask questions that need to be asked. But for me, it's the stuff that is the football club continuing is somebody still paying the players is somebody still able to help with the budget and what does the council conundrum look like as a result of those those things need to be addressed still
3: yeah i think as well you know we we get messages all the time from people saying oh i've heard this i've heard that and all of a sudden you're hearing lots of similar stories from different people you've heard it through the grapevine that this person from here is doing this and they're doing it for this reason and all of this and the money's come from here and it's like before it gets to chinese whispers and everyone thinks they know a little bit of information and that becomes the facts um it can be i think it can be beneficial to get ahead of all of that and the
1: longer no. there is the vacuum of no information, people will fill it with whatever information they think they've
3: got. Yeah. And that, and that's, you know, that would be given that, we, you know, we also had, obviously we've talked about the Higgs, but we had the Simul Sports attempt last year as well, where the trust shared information at the AGM and shared documents about, you know, the vision and things like that. Although we didn't hear it from the, the supporters, the wider sports didn't hear it from the horse's mouth. There was information about what they were trying to do. There was a tweet that they were buying Yeovil Football and Athletic Club Limited and were in due diligence. Like, I kind of feel that's where this group are, probably, if they're a group or an individual. I feel like that's where they are.
1: Um, are we are we owed anything are we owed? Do we deserve should we have anything in the way of timelines? do you think how long is a period of exclusivity? when did it start? when does it finish yeah uh, can can others <laughs> can others still make bids for off the back of it So if it ends on whatever date a third another party can bid and just be ready for day one of the exclusivity period ending. I don't know how it works I me neither. <laughs> and is, uh, is there an element that we should know a little bit more about how it works
4: publicly? I don't know. I think a football club, as supporters of a football club, are the, uh, are, are the customers of it, aren't they? And if you were uh, running a business, your customers are the probably, you, know, you would think, the most important people uh, within, um, to, to help you exist. Therefore, it does make sense to keep them informed in some way, like you say, not giving them every cough and spit. And this has happened on this day, and that's happened on the other day. Cough and but spit, every cough and spit. Yeah, is that not an expression that you've heard before?
1: It sounds a bit gruesome, mate. Every, everyone's poorly, mate. Don't make it worse.
4: Ah, oh, yeah. Well, exactly. I don't I don't I don't want anyone coughing and spitting all over me. But um, but yeah, it. Everything about the football club, we, des- we 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 should have more information on. The um, I mean, if I were a council taxpayer in South Somerset, I would be um, asking my re- elected member of um, South Somerset District Council exactly what's going on with this with this deal. And I mean, I've made it perfectly clear in the past, talking on here, that I don't think spending council taxpayers' money on clearing somebody else's loan. Uh, a football club's loan or a football club owner's loan is a good thing to do and that's exactly what appears to be done now if i'd like i say i'm not a council that's pairing south somerset so i have no voice at all but i'm sure lots of people on this podcast are and you can very easily yeah ian's got his hand up you can very easily go on to south somerset district council and find out who your local um uh Representative, and if you if you can't find it, drop me a line. Tell me where you live, and I'll find it for you. <laughs> and you can drop a line. Their phone numbers there, their mobile numbers there, their email addresses there. Get in touch with them and say, "What the hell is this all about?" Go and go and look on South Somerset District Council and find the chairman of the scrutiny committee. Do they believe this organisation has a scrutiny committee whose job it is to scrutinise the decisions taken with your council taxpayers' money? Get in touch with them. You can find out who's on that scrutiny committee. Contact them and say to them, "What scrutiny did you put into this deal? I, I, I'd be, I'd be interested to know. I'd be interested to know what it is they tell you, because if it were me, I would be expecting scrutiny of it." But uh, I'm getting into, uh, um, but uh, local politics as opposed it, to what we just, should know about.
3: Just a sidebar. This is the same council whose chief executive was sacked in Jan in 2022 or no 2021 she was sacked for um, paying furloughed council staff to build glamping pods, lay turf and remove a dead pig from her private vineyard
4: right okay well,
3: um, and that I- only came to light after uh, a whistleblower um...
4: <laughs> do, do, do we have any information on um, why the pig died or uh, if it made,
3: or if it made a good bacon sandwich <laughs> <laughs> i'm not sure i'm not right. sure but it was a uh, yeah it was leaked. was it just was it just drunk on the vineyard uh did it just get into
1: one of the barrels and have a great time
4: just a pissed up pig is that what it is
1: yeah <laughs>
3: perhaps <laughs> sorry, debs, yeah. um <laughs> sorry deb's uh yeah so then i don't think they're covering themselves in glory with the You know, they've still not responded to our questions from early December. um, Obviously, we've all got the popcorn out watching Martin Hellier, you know, blitz them on social media. And And
4: he knows the chairman of the scrutiny committee. He told me because I dropped him an email and I, I dropped him a message on Twitter and I said, there you go. There's the details. And he said, I know Gerard very well. So not Stephen Gerard, Gerard Tucker, who's the chairman of the um, scrutiny committee. I think might be a councillor in Ilchester. You know, I think, or maybe I'm thinking it'll no, is Ilminster in South Somerset? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Isn't yeah,
3: he I mean. in Langport? I'm sure he's Allah. I'm sure. Oh, he's is he? Okay.
4: In right. Okay. All right. Ignore me then. Yeah. Um, I I thought was, there, there there's someone who's a Ilminster um Val. Count. Oh, yeah, the leader of the council. That's right, Valkyrie. She's She's almost doing so. That's what I'm thinking of, yeah.
3: Email your representatives. Yes. And ask them who the buyback is
1: with. and... And ask them if the deal is currently paused whilst a takeover is taking place. Change of ownership of the football club would surely change the situation. Would it not? So surely, whilst exclusivity periods are ongoing, any potential deal is off the table until such times as the other one is sorted? No?
4: Yes. WTFSSTC? <laughs> That's crazy. what you should say. Put that in an email.
3: Yeah. Yeah, Well go to, you know, go to I don't know who the CEO is at the moment. Find out who the CEO is and go to the CEO. Yeah. Go right to the top. Go to the top. Go to the bottom. Find a few people in the middle, um, and see if someone actually answers the questions.
4: Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. if he is, let's know how you do it because you're doing better than us.
3: I think it feels like there's plenty of people who know. Well, I think I think Martin's probably <laughs> shared everything or most of the things that he knows on his social media, um, about you know. I think today he tweeted about the rent, which is due in May. Um, he's tweeted about the exclusivity and yeah. Uh... <laughs> but if a takeover goes through, I mean, this is, I guess this is one of the things we need to know. Like, What, what are they buying? If yeah. they're just buying a football club, then that does raise the question of all the other stuff. And why just a football
2: club?
4: Questions, questions, questions. Yeah. Lots of them.
3: Lots of questions about all of it. Hopefully, you know, the podcast might be dated tomorrow and it'll be yeah. done and we'll know everyone is. Scarves on the pitch.
4: Absolutely. Scarves on the pitch. Get them scarves on the pitch.
3: Get them all. Um, what else happened? Oh, we had the Yobertown Women's Football Club. Oh, yay.
4: Yeah. That was good. good. One
3: of them. We all endorse that. That's uh, a great step forward. Um, we're ho- hoping to speak to Ian Maskell, the CEO of Yeovil Women's Football Club.
4: Yeah, that's quite an organisation. It's got a CEO already, isn't it? It's mm. quite, yeah. Can I yeah. be CEO of the Glovers cast? Yeah, Surely that's if you, him, if you like. Huh? Surely that's Ian. No, I think he's founder and president, isn't he? El presidente. Huh?
3: Yeah, like chair is chairman
4: above yeah. CEO. CEO, and then. And- you're obviously industry
3: before, city right? editor.
4: City editor, that's it.
3: Lone yeah. Yeah. lone watch specialist.
4: Let's look, can, <laughs> can, can uh... we not?
3: Can
1: we not?
4: <laughs> it's too not soon. Go there? Too soon to talk about too loan soon.
1: watch. Let's oh. not go there.
4: Imitation flattery, all of that. Yeah, yeah, you would. Yeah, right. Um, but sorry.
1: See you up. Saturday. there will still be one <laughs> of them on Saturday. We we might not be playing, but I'll be hard at it <laughs> finding out how Toby Stevens is doing.
4: I'm not doing this again. How
3: warm that bench is! <laughs>
4: yeah. Now,
3: now. Right. Should we do the questions? Unless I've missed anything else.
4: We, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, with regards to Yovetown Women's. Yeah. We're we hoping to speak to someone. Yes. Yeah. No, and, and and if we do speak to them, we'll bring it to our dear listeners. And. Uh...
3: In this fallow period of nothing yeah. happening, we'll once yeah, um... we got a week we'll we'll do something for sure yeah. do you know what i still haven't done that the Glovers passed and no one's obviously the first wednesday of the month oh, is not i i, oh, I forgot yeah. it it's the whole day thing the whole so we yeah. could even if 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 we can't line up um uh Yellowtown women's
4: chat we can put that yeah. on monday for everyone yeah on monday go on then I said, that's a plan. I'd forgotten about it and I bloody did it.
3: (laughs) And I even reminded you all on Wednesday. I was like, I (laughs) "I forgot to post this. I'll do it later.
4: Yeah. And then life
3: gets in the way.
0: you. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
2: Do you have questions on Facebook,
4: Dave? Oh, right. Maybe. Let me, let me, you, you carry on with Twitter and I'll have a look.
3: Okay. So Harry Eaton has shared a view from talkytalk.com. This is the view from the op- Position. So I'll read this out first and then ask you Harry's question. Uh, I don't say this sourly or without being 100% truthful. The Oval were one of the worst sides I've seen at this level in a long time. They were utterly inept in the first half, completely out completely out of ideas with a centre half up front. Every third pass was back to the keeper who just punted back to us throughout the whole half. To be fair, they made changes at halftime and the new forward gave them more pace and more of a spark. They were better and in Maguire-Drew have a player of real quality at this level. Even so, they scarcely deserved a point and will be thinking they've won the lottery tonight to have got all three. Harry asks, is this assessment fair? Also, eight off the playoffs, six off relegation, seven unbeaten in the league, I think, and only one loss in ten. How optimistic can we realistically be about the second half of the season? Basically, Harry has started win them all.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um on the Torquay thing i I'm, I''m I'm genuinely interested to to read the opposition views he's going to have of Taunton and Weymouth next season. Oh. <laughs> I'm not so worried about ours
4: I going to say what, what when when you um put those games where it wins whatever what what would talkies be? i mean yeah
1: w- one of the worst sides ever at this level? Well, I can think of one worse
4: yeah <laughs> by two <laughs> by two clear goals, I'd say. <laughs>
3: yeah I do think we rode our luck in the first half
4: oh we were we were horrendous I think, first half. I think
3: that they had so many chances inside the eighteen yard box that we haven't given away particularly that had their had, you know someone who could stick it in the back of the net in those areas they could have scored two or three in that first half and been out of sight um but no, did they that's that's just how it goes I don't and I think I think it's uh, very unfair to say we're one of the worst sides ever seen at this level when you look at at what happened to Dover last year. (laughs) (laughs) Whose manager walked
1: out on them today, by the way?
4: Well, certainly if we're we're going for win them all and we've often described that as wine mall, haven't we? Um, Mm -hmm. Win them all. Then I wouldn't be using that Torquay's fans' grapes to make my wine mall.
3: Oh. Sour. or the vineyard <laughs> with the dead pig
4: yes I wouldn't use either of those <laughs> things no no
3: uh, so and how optimistic can we be uh,
4: I'll, I'll, I'll be I'll be happy to take mid table obscurity
3: yeah
2: yeah depends what we sign doesn't it
1: yeah quite on and off the pitch
4: mm.
3: very good sign them all sign them all yeah. <laughs> Uh HSU. Uh, New Year's resolutions. Uh, one, a load of fatuous rubbish. Never make them. Or, absolutely, this year mine is slash r. So the question is, do you make New Year's resolutions? If so, what are they? I don't, because
2: they're
3: fatuous rubbish.
1: I yeah. don't. I I don't. But I. I do sit there and think about things that I would make as New Year's resolutions, but I don't actually make them because I know I'll never stick to them. <laughs> I do sit there. and I do remember Saturday thinking on New Year's day, I was at work and I was thinking, it'd be good if I could finish a book. I don't ever finish it. I start books and I don't finish them. I've got several books that I have started and not finished, but I've gone, I won't call it a New Year's resolution. Though because I won't keep it. It would be good if I didn't drink as many energy drinks as I did, as I do, before cracking open another can of Carabao, that kind of thing. <laughs> I have things that I would like to be New Year's resolutions, but I have the willpower of a small asthmatic mouse.
4: <laughs> oh, well, how much willpower <laughs> does a small asthmatic mouse have? Very little. <clears throat> right.
3: And Sorry. Dave, you don't make them.
4: I don't make them, no.
3: So yeah. I've, I've, me and my mates have made a pact, rather Is that than a resolution. A
4: resolution, yeah.
3: We made it before Christmas, but because we didn't see a, we didn't see as much of each other as we would have liked to last year. Is this
4: your friend from Vietnam?
3: No, no. This is like a group of mates. Oh, okay. so we have made a real friends. We have made a resolution to
4: be um, friend
3: go out for go out for food once a month, um, every month, so that we get to see each other and yeah, actually spend time together um for the first time in a little while so we're doing that uh also the gen- general try and be a bit healthier and
4: by going lose, out for takeaway food
3: lose my cider gut and yeah all those types of things will we succeed who knows
4: what's this space folks <laughs> do
3: you reckon he Shu has a um yeah what's yours
4: you tell us yours
3: i think and everyone else i think they're fatuous rubbish
4: yeah, I reckon he will. I'm with you. Never mind. I'm with ya.
3: Uh, Dexter Tyson says, Happy New Year to you all. Which three football managers would you have as Prime Minister, Chancellor and Foreign
2: Secretary? Um,
3: Wenger as Chancellor, surely. Right, because he,
4: is he good with the money?
3: Yeah. Definitely He's wouldn't good. have Harry Redknapp, would you?
4: He's not a wheeler-dealer!
1: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. We've well, that. Um
4: that's a, a great question. I'd have Big Sam in there somewhere just because he's where
3: foreign secretary.
4: Yeah. I'd yeah. I i would have him, well, his
3: he, Bolton team, he brought a lot of, yeah. you know, he, Yeah, he Ivan know
4: the, Campo, Fernando Here. JJ Coch,
3: Yuri yeah. Jukai There
4: you go. Yeah, foreign secretary. Sat so, big Sam. Great Get Sam. him in there. He'd have his union Jack shorts on. Marching up and down the subs delizier, wouldn't he?
3: Yeah. Okay. I'd have him. Who's prime minister?
4: Mark Cooper. <laughs> Mark, Mark Cooper. And you, you'd ask him about his budget, and he'd go, sighted, innit? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, maybe, yeah.
3: Do you think he'd focus on maths? I think he'd make all on of his math. players yeah. up to yeah. 18 learn maths.
4: Yeah exactly. Yeah. What do so, you mean? So Cooper's do you mean prime your minister? Kid hasn't eaten anything today. <laughs> yeah. Have, do you want to do some maths instead? Yeah. Mark Cooper's prime minister now. Uh, um maybe not. I can I can I can't think of anybody more more fitting for it to be a prime minister off the top of my off the top of my head. Wouldn't you just pick someone that's really successful like Ferguson in his prime or something like that? Someone who's gonna give you no nonsense, but he's gonna he's gonna do, do the business for you. That's what you want as a prime minister, isn't it? You don't want some egotistical
2: I think Klopp. Klopp. Possibly.
1: Yeah. Klopp yeah. Yeah. or Pep. The yeah. Prime Minister.
4: Yeah. I'd say maybe Pep. I think um uh, what about Clop?
1: Rafa, only deals in facts. Nah. It feels like this country is three no down at half time. At the end, <laughs> we need a turnaround.
4: These are the facts.
1: <laughs> can bring on Stephen Gerrard into the uh, into the cabinet, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm chucking Raffer in,
4: yeah. Okay,
3: okay. Raffer for PM. We go. Uh, Rob Manley, former Glover's Cast quiz champion, Rob Official Manley title. asks, Um, do you have some thoughts? kind of
4: agreement with him that you have to call him that? <laughs>
3: I don't think so. No, um, any thoughts on the current status of the Glovers Trust? Been really quiet from them since their AGM, and no comments made since the latest statement from the chairman. They've been really quiet since their last communications officer left. No comment,
1: no, um, have them got my tenor,
2: didn't ask for it, didn't got it. What's definitely,
3: Definitely, uh. I, Definitely a confusing one at the moment.
4: You kind of get the impression that maybe I, I, I'd like to give them the benefit of the doubt and say they're sorting themselves out, in as much as they've got new people on board. We know a couple of people, um, uh, some some of them would come back on 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 the board, so maybe they're just sorting themselves out but, and doing things in the background, maybe. So that's fine, but why?
1: Shouldn't it Shouldn't shouldn't, shouldn't they be the one, ones sending South Somerset Justice Council email, not us? You two asking questions, making like should should those um, maybe they are. Yeah, good. Are. Tell some people hmm. if you need a website because your website isn't working.
2: Hiya, we got one. We'll do it.
1: I, I, it, it baffles me It absolutely baffles me Considering how many people Including me Were clamouring behind them To get that similar sports deal Over the line To have completely lost All of that support Just through sheer lack of uh, Having anything going on it, it basically got to start from scratch It basically has to reform itself It's the only way I just don't understand And I'd love to know more and you're welcome to come on here and talk about it. We've got a couple
3: of quiet weeks. <laughs> yeah, it's really... <clears throat> I'm finding it quite a struggle just because of, you know, working so hard on doing quite a lot. Um, and, yeah, not... Yeah, not hearing anything and not knowing what's going on. For all we know, they are, you know... You know, they could be in communication with mm. the prospective bidders oh. and all that type of thing. But and I would hope that they are. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you'd hope that they'd know something. But it's just yeah, it, it is a it is a a worry more so from the standpoint of, you know, I, I think all football clubs should have a supporters' trust. Like, I think it's uh, not just it a is... one, a strong one. Yeah.
1: An active one, one trying to make a difference for good and for Asking pokey, horrible questions, but also just doing good stuff.
3: Yeah. Because when you look at you know, look at what Scunthorpe are going through at the moment. Southend. And South End. And South End, their trusts are more active than ever. You know, Exeter, you know, we we've talked about Exeter's trust all the time that now own their football club. Um, if Yeovil Town were to go to the wall and there was no person to come in and take over, the trust are sort of the legal entity that would have the um ability to raise the money to put the money into you know into an account that would be able to you know save the club and, and do something but it is that that whole thing of why <laughs> why where where are you Where are be having Avenue. And I, you know, and, and I know that some of the board will be listening. Yeah. And here's, here's Send me a message. I, I, if you want, if you want a hand, just like, let's.
1: Here's the thing. We know because we know the people and we've seen things. We know that there are people that desperately, desperately care about the football club. And I don't want anyone to think we are questioning their passion for the Oval Town Football Club. I completely understand that they care so much about the club, but right now they need some support. To make sure that they're active and ready to go should something happen. And it doesn't feel like they are. And that's a concern.
4: No. But like you say, maybe they are.
3: Mm,
1: we just yeah, don't yeah. know.
4: <laughs> maybe they are. Maybe they're all lined up, ready to go. But yeah. I hope we so. don't know them. To...
3: Yeah. All right. Cheers, Rob. Thanks, Rob. Thanks for breakfast this morning. Um, stony, I'm gonna say
4: what the what the, what, yeah. I'm not grateful well, it'll be, for breakfast It'll be it'll breakfast?
3: breakfast as he's listening. Uh, uh, we will have had breakfast as oh, he's right. listening to the podcast.
1: I said, what wow. breakfast at man's house.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, work canteen breakfast actually. Uh, um, what, are what are you having? Fry up? I don't know. We'll see what, we'll see what's there. Yeah, it will be a fry up. Yeah, nice yeah I'm getting, I'm getting healthy i'm getting healthy getting healthy aren't i so i got a, gotta fry up um stoney asked is it a rule change that players don't have to leave the field of play if they have received treatment if there was a card shown to the player that caused the injury
1: <coughs>
3: looking at ben according to
1: ifab the player can stay on the field of play if he slash she was injured as a result of a physical offense for which the opponent is cautioned, yellow card, YC, or sent off, red card, RC. And the assessment slash treatment is completed quickly. Otherwise, the player must leave the field of play. Okay.
4: What specifies quickly?
1: Um, are they all right? Yeah. Cracking, let's go. No. Okay.
3: I think that is based off of the, there was a Torquay player who had treatment mm-hmm. on New Year's Day and didn't go off after. Ah, okay. Which puzzled me, but I didn't have the IFAB rules PDF in front of me like Ben does. Was was somebody booked for the offence? I do not recall. I presume so, as per rules. (laughs) Okay. Cheers, IFAB. Thanks Um, for breakfast tomorrow. Rich Wilcock.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I want, to, I want to see Ben having breakfast with me, me and Mike Riley. Me and Mike Rowley having a porridge
3: <laughs> and a carabao and a porridge.
1: <laughs> Brilliant.
3: <laughs> uh, Rich Wilcox Smiths uh, Smith asks, being only eight points off the playoffs, do you think it's still possible? Do you think it's possible? Yep. It doesn't massive. specify what it is.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, staying in the national really league, possible.
3: yeah, still possible. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Getting out of the national league, yes, still possible. Yeah. Whether, we, whether we do or not,
4: possible, yes. Everything is possible. Impossible is nothing. Correct. If you put your mind to it.
3: That's all the questions on Twitter.
4: There's nothing on Facebook. All I got was a uh, was a message which began. Not a question from Lee Riggs, who said, but thank God we beat Torquay, because um, by the time he was driving back to Torbay afterwards. Um, and uh, therefore, it was a nice, relaxing drive home. So oh, I'm good. glad for that. I'm glad that you had a good drive home.
3: What about Rob's question? Who? Former Rob? Glover's Cast Quiz champion, Rob. No, different Rob.
4: Is, oh. there, a, is there a question there? Rob, Rob Graham.
1: Is Scott giving us fans enough bait to chew on and to keep us attending whilst he waits for a deal behind closed doors to happen? Brackets. A deal to benefit his pockets. Brackets closed. Regarding the news to a takeover. We've kind of already touched on the takeover. We don't know enough to really know enough yet. But there was a question from Rob and I didn't want him getting overlooked.
4: No, and I can't see Rob's question. Where was Rob's question? It was underneath Lee's. Oh, was it? Oh, so, I
1: see. See, You've got most relevant... And then yeah. if you if you drop down most relevant, uh, why, why am I having to teach the social media editor? And then go to all comments. How many how many GCQs have been missed? Yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry, Rob, I CEO. can see it
4: now. Rob, Rob, you have my, my apologies. Um so is he giving us enough bait to chew on uh to keep us attending? Well, I don't know. It it, it does I, I I, I kind of get the impression that um, Scott Prieston wasn't giving us anything, is he? So we're kind of making our own bait a little bit, aren't we? But um, Mark
3: Cooper's giving us bait by yeah. making us a team that's getting results.
4: Yeah, that's probably what's keeping pe- making people come back. I would have thought um, that, and the loyalty to Town, i think that's probably what's driving a lot of people to um uh to come back isn't it we've always said that there'll always be a a hard core of supporters that will come back um almost regardless of uh of what you do to them yeah ian's waving um (laughs) that's
1: and that's the difference going back to your earlier comment about customers Hmm. if tesco gets taken over and it doesn't really whatever takes over it goes to pot all those people just go to asda Hmm. If we get taken over and it all Obviously, goes badly, are available. we we can't go. We can't just go to Weymouth.
4: No, can you imagine it?
1: Exactly. So there is there is a slight difference, and the word customer gets a, a bad rap. And I, you were absolutely right in your assessment, but there is some slight differences. Mm. We are the ultimate. I mean, if club card.
3: If you uh, went into a shop and were treated the way that some Yeovil Town fans have been treated, yeah. you wouldn't go back to that shop no correct <laughs> so so there, there's that um, even if you had a club card exactly yeah that'd be a good idea yeah yeah we we'll club card um you're welcome right. marketing department mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> uh don't give many more ideas for content i know
3: though. yeah yeah god yeah they'd nick that and <laughs> um if anything was proof that mark <laughs> If if anything was. Ben is
4: literally chuntering to himself. (laughs) Oh, dear.
3: Literally the only thing I do around it. Let's get to the end of this podcast. If anything was proof that um, results make people feel better, uh, that that would be shown in the November pulse tracker, the yoga tracker. Brilliant. The manager uh, was given a score of 5.5. November, the players were given a score of 5.34 uh, the board's score jumped from 1.65 to 2.35 out of 7 yeah. um, I'm not sure what happened really, other than they told us, we were told there was going to be a fans meeting and it never happened Um that broken promise really jumps things up a little bit, communication went from 1.94 to 2.47 and match day experience went from 2.1 to 3.24 what? Um, I guess it's just the results. Everyone yeah. felt a bit happier because of the, <laughs> the football. Great,
1: great match day experience, yeah. Beat Gateshead yeah. And, oh, and Halifax.
3: Yeah, it's nearly yeah. halfway. Um, really? December's is open, if you've not done it yet to join the other 148 people who took November's and let's try and get that number up to 200. Come on. Come on. Come on. There's yeah. also a question about the the takeover and if you think Y- y- overtown needs to be taken over. Uh, That's... No good, surprises good... for what... No surprises to what the score is on that one.
4: Yes or no?
3: Uh, yes. Is that Absolutely. it? That is it. Good. That is it. We will... Well, we probably won't talk on Sunday. Probably not. Let's not... Knock sure it. Let's, we let's say we're here. not going to talk on Sunday.
4: But there will be something on Monday, whether it is a Glover's past or whether it is a chat with overtown women's CEO, Ian Maskell. Remains to be seen, but there will be something.
1: Unless there's any like major breaking news and we've got to, we're going to have to reconvene. Then we might.
4: Standing by to scramble.
3: Ollie Olbert scores for Plymouth Parkway. Is
4: that where I, he is? He is, yes. Yeah, good.
3: I, I know the one
4: place I'll find out that information.
1: Yeah, not the other place. <laughs> <laughs> not the official place.
3: <laughs> right. Cheers, lads. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks for breakfast. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Forrest back pedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris, standing by the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Stansfield, good turn away from
1: Tron, goal!